This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Spotifyers. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar. The freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Swans Cast. It's been a while since we've last been here, but I'm welcome back uh, by Lee and Nikki, who hasn't actually been here for a good while. So welcome back, both of you. Hello. Hello, everybody. I thought you were going to wind me up then. We just tried recording <laughs> and I, I did the whole introduction and nobody could actually hear me. So um, I was a little bit tentative there until you both spoke, but I'm glad that we haven't got technical difficulties this time. So um, but yeah, it's been about a month, I think, since the last one. Kind of difficult to sort of talk about a loss we took a little bit of a break I think Lee being away over you and you had a nice time gallivanting around Europe um but yeah it's just been we we left talking about the fact that Russell Martin was going to go to Southampton and we returned about 28 29 days later with the fact that it only got confirmed the day before recording this podcast so um been a long time coming I don't know I don't know why it's been dragging out for so long though like it's the worst kept secret in history we knew it was happening. I don't know why it was dragging up so long. Yeah, and why we'll, now? Like, I, we'll, we'll get into the detail. Like, the club put a statement out, didn't they? Um, but before we start, I just want to do a little bit of um, introductory stuff. So, as always, thank you for everyone for their continued support. Come to the end of this podcast season, we'll flick over to, like, I guess, starting season four um, soon. Maybe after we get clarification of the manager situation, then we'll call it a fresh start for the new season. Um, but we did say that we were going to give. Um, shirt away as a giveaway for getting to 500 subscribers so we'll get our sorted and announce details of how that's going to be run in the next episode and then the winner will basically get to choose which kit they want and tell us the size and whatever uh, but yeah we'll, we'll announce details of that so thanks as always and if you want to take part and be involved for any future giveaways and keep up to date with anything we're doing just don't forget to click the subscribe button which should be underneath nikki somewhere at the bottom of the page or if you're uh, listening on Spotify, just just give us a follow there, and we appreciate all the support, whether that's through video or audio. So we'll get cracking then into the content because we have got quite a bit to discuss. Um, obviously, only one place to start, and that is Russell Martin. He is no longer Swansea City manager; it has been confirmed. 
that he has joined Southampton finally. I think you Lee was telling us that you thought it was going to be confirmed after Southampton played their last Premier League match out of respect for their last manager. How long ago was that now? Oh, that's well over a month ago, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah. Long time. But but he's gone. He's finally gone. Um so what do we think then? Nick, let's get your views. We haven't heard anything from you for a good couple of months. So Russell Martin, how did you find him first of all? And are you happy or not happy that he's gone? Oh, that's a good question, to be fair. Um I'm not I would have I would have probably have liked to have seen what he could have maybe have built because we've we've gone through this sort of transition period over the last what, you know, two seasons sort of thing. So I would have we had a good end to the season, didn't we? You know, where we went so many games unbeaten. But um I probably would have liked to have seen what he could have done, maybe with a bit of you know, fresh blood. Um but I don't think I'm too gutted that he's gone. I think we need someone who can come in with a bit of a more um, a pragmatic approach. Yeah, uh, somebody who, who can make us. I, I know we play nice football on times, but you know, I don't know if he has the had the plays to do it in the first place. You know, with a better back, and maybe you know, maybe we could have done a lot more. But you need someone, a man in there with the budget that we got to be pragmatic and make us hard to beat, essentially. Yeah, so you're essentially saying Steve Cooper should have not. Yeah, not yeah, I, I never had a problem with Steve Cooper. Um, I think he was a good manager with what we had. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a results business. Everybody wants to see the nice tippy ticky tack of football, but I don't think necessarily that it works nowadays. You know, even Man City, Pep Guardiola, Man City, they do play nice football, but they still go long. Yeah. You know, they don't always try and play. In these league triangles, sometimes you've sometimes what was that probably... FA Cup goal, wasn't it? Like seconds, and they they lumped it up yeah. and some yeah, they, went, they went long, yeah. So, I think we have we under Martin, I don't think we had enough variation in our game, yeah. So, it'd be interesting to see what the you know, when the new manager comes in, whoever the new <laughs> manager comes in, what sort of style he has. Well, we'll we'll get on to who potentially might be replacing Martin a little in a little bit, and talk about use some good words there, which I had in my little uh, agenda of what might, we might be looking for. Um, but you did raise some good points in regards to the Manchester style. So, like Russell Martin, Tiki Taka. When Steve Cooper left, everyone was getting fed up of the defensive style of football. It's boring to watch. We're already always hanging on to one nil wins, relying on Ayu to score, and then just uh, sit back. Everyone's like. Towards the end, just just getting fed up of it, rightly or wrongly, people obviously have their opinions, and it's just funny that we go through the bad period under Martin, and you get the same sort of vibe, and it's like, oh, we need to be hard to beat first, and it's like, well, that's kind of what we were, and then you were moaning about it. So, football's fickle, isn't it? At the end of the day, I guess. But Lee, what are your views then on Russell Martin leaving? Happy or not happy, and um, how do you think of the situation? I don't know, really. It's been a bit of a boring answer, but it's kind of like. No feeling at all, really. Like Nicky said, I'd like to see what he could have done. But what we've lost is like potentially something good. Like we didn't know if it was going to happen. You apparently, <laughs> I think froze for a bit there. Do you want to? Do you want to go back? Oh, I did. Sorry, it, it was it was quite good timing because you said like what we've lost is, and then you froze. So I was like, well, oh, right. we've lost you. No, what I was saying was <laughs> now what we were saying. What I was saying was we lost like a, a what if we lost like oh if if he could have got better, but. Who knows if he started the season like he did last year, losing yeah. like so many games in the first, and then it would have been rubbish again. So we we kind of lost a what if rather than oh we've lost somebody who's like ripped up trees and won loads of games. 
Um, so I think that's how I feel about it, really. I think just, you know, I would have liked to have seen it, but now we, we don't get to see it. It's not like a massive problem. I think he did yeah. have his faults. He, we had some good times under him, and we had some really, really bad performances as well. So, you know, it's just one of them. We seem to change managers every two years anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, that's another point that I was going to actually raise, right? So scrolling through, like, the discourse online, so, you, you know, the, the Facebook groups, the Twitter, all that stuff, which is lovely to read all the time. Uh, just to try, kind of see reaction. I mean, you've got to take some of it with a pinch of salt these days because people do go over the top. But I did see some people talking about how, like, Swansea can't keep a manager. Swansea can't, like, they're either getting poached by bigger clubs, we can't keep them here, or we sack them, or whatever. And I was like, okay, fair. That That, that is the case. Probably we haven't had a manager that's lasted longer than two seasons for um, quite some time. But has any have many clubs really been in that situation? I think that's just the current sort of scenario around the football world, really, isn't it? Especially when you're in not the Premier League. So in a lower league, if your manager does well, they tend to get snapped up by a club that's in a higher position. And if they're not doing so well, then you probably don't keep them yourselves. And ultimately, two years is kind of like maybe an average or above average even lifespan of a manager these days. So I don't know how vocal and critical you can be of the club for not being able to sustain a manager for longer because I think 90% of the league or English league system is probably in the same boat. Uh, well, I'm sure I read something actually where uh, it said the average lifespan of a manager is actually a year and three months. Yeah. So, so... <laughs> I, the thing with Martin for me, like you said, you are right, Luke, but he said, like, you know, if you have a manager, you know, and he's not doing well for us, you know, you get rid or if you, you know, if you yeah. have a good run of games, you t- somebody tends to take them up. Um, but we, we do, I think we, all, we we had a good end of the season, didn't we? But I think we overlook the fact that what he won, won, won three in 21, 23 games. We could have got rid like of him. Out. We could have got rid yeah. of him ourselves. And he would never have had the Southampton job. He's probably looking down the league again, down going back to League One. Uh, yeah. As a mid table team where we finished. He's probably looking for going back to League One, so he never had that opportunity. So, like you said, it's a, it's a it's a bit of a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, but th- this is what I mean about it being fickle. Like, I mean, I think a lot of the people who maybe are saying this now, is saying, "Oh, we should have done more to try and keep him." Perhaps wouldn't have batted an eyelid if we had also got rid of him after that period of games you just mentioned. Yeah, definitely. And, and what was it, the difference between those two points? Was about ten games or eight games or something, where we pulled a bit of form together and shot up the table in like seven wins in nine. I think it was to end the season, um, the last nine games. So and two yeah, draws. I think that that added a bit to his CV, didn't it? Finishing the season yeah. like that, I think it sort of inflated his position, didn't it? Yeah, I, I can't imagine Southampton would have been in for him if he didn't recover from the difficult spell. I think maybe that's a good point as well. If They've seen him go through a difficult spell and recover. Maybe that gave him more credibility, although a lot of people have said he would never have the same opportunity to recover if that happened to yeah. him at Southampton. Well, Southampton will be looking to bounce back straight away, wouldn't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. If, they, if, they go on a, if they go on a run of where they haven't won a game, and I would I, I wouldn't even say 10. I, I would dare say 10. They're probably looking to change a manager there. You know what I mean? You're going into... Just coming down from the Premier League, you go into a bit deeper depths, aren't you? You know, as a they're, club. Gonna, uh, they're probably going to chuck money at it as well. So I think if he doesn't, get, doesn't start well, there's no, uh, there's no like trust the process or anything. It's got to be instant. Yeah, 
It's been yeah. interesting to see if he can implement his style on Southampton how quick he can do it. Um, they'll probably obviously they'll have better players than what what we got, but um, th- does he have the right players there to do it? Mm. Or is he, you know, you'd be interested. Apparently, they want to. They've got some sort of investor that um, used to be part of the Man City background, and he's come to Southampton and he wants to. I don't know if he's an investor or director or someone in behind the scenes anyway, and he wants to try and like go the Man City style of approach, which is why they looked at Martin um, at this level or someone that can kind of do that at this level. So that's that's so they want a whole change of like philosophy. So that's why they looked at him. Um, whether he can hit the ground running there. I mean, a lot of people said that he would have been able to do better here with the more back, and he's going to have the opportunity to show if that's true or not. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, the Sky articles are coming saying how Southampton could be like flying in the league this year and all that. So he's getting, they're getting tipped to do well. He's got the pressure there. Can he manage it? I wonder. I don't know. I think with us, I think it's just, it feels like it's not two years because we need. We need a longer period to sort of fix us, if that makes sense. You know, like managers probably only stick around for two years these days, yeah. but we almost need someone to be there for like a good four years to sort of get us going again. Because like we come out of Cooper. I think that's the only thing at Royal. To... Sorry, Lee. Go on. No, I just think we come out of Cooper. I, I, think, that's and the, then I think that's the only thing. to change the style. That proper Royal me about Martin. Was the, was the fact that he was at the end, you know, he was like, No, I'm here for the long term. I know it was things and they say that things, you know what I mean, and, and things like that. But you know, he'd been saying it throughout the last sort of two years that he's been here. He's been saying, Um, oh, I'm here for the long term. We really love the city, we enjoy, you know, we enjoy living here. Uh, but I think, Whoa, what don't, don't say these, you know what I mean? It's just like, you just look, do you your look, job, yeah. You just you look, you look like a bit of an idiot now. You know, if yeah. you know what I mean, it just looked like you know, and nothing has been said. It's like sort of like in the like I know, like obviously the the Swansea hierarchy probably trying to keep under wraps about compensation and things like that. Nothing's been said, but nothing's sort of come out, and he's just like he's just gone, and like that's it. He's just gone. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I gravelly back in now when he retries to think he's having issues with delays, so he might be reloading in. But um. Yeah, so that's probably why you two are interrupting each other. I think it's getting delayed. It's all good. You'll be back in a second. But yeah, I think you're right. Like um, Martin has always kind of gone heavy on the like passion and the um, the fans are on board. Like I feel a connection with the fans, feel a connection with the club. He's always gone really heavy on that. And I know, know last video we were talking about some of the stuff that was coming out on Twitter with the one of the fans messaging one of the um, one of the was this Jake Silverstein or something who was talking about stuff and he was saying like Martin gives you the good story in the media but he's 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 up, out for himself basically and I guess maybe as much as it was very unprofessional for them messages to happen yeah he probably had a point in what he was saying and can you blame Martin for doing it at the end of the day he's trying to climb the career ladder saying all the right things getting all the people who getting all the right attention if you like so like he made the agenda like i'm not getting supported i'm getting out done by and i'm doing a good job because of that and whether that's you believe that is the case or isn't the case i guess maybe southampton looked at it and thought whatever the situation is he's done a good job out of it and have taken the punt on him and he's benefited so i guess it's a lesson learned like any manager that says they're buying in we're probably not gonna 
um, don't don't fall too much in love with them because they're not, probably not yeah. going to be here for the, the long duration. Even if it's a case of they don't see it coming, like if they're going to get to the situation where doing really well, you're probably going to lose them unless you're getting promoted, and then you might get one more season. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I I agree. Like you should never sort of like you know. Well, to be fair, but the jury's been out on me for for a while, but. I don't know. I just, I just think it's all been sort of like a bit odd. Um, yeah. The, the whole, I just, it's, that's why I think a lot of probably fans, like like Lee said earlier, probably haven't got like a like a feeling about it. You know what I mean? It's like sort of like, like he's given it. You know, he's given like you said. He's got the passion. He was like, you trying to, he was trying to play the fans up, wasn't he? He was trying to. Yeah. But like apparently, this is what he did at MK Dons. Yeah. So, that, that's what I was. Getting that, I think that was brought up in um, conversations. They did exactly the same thing at MK Dons. So I think it's just, I think it's all just a bit odd. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to what he actually probably says now in a statement that he's now Southampton manager, maybe relating back to the Swans. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was asking you about this, Lee. Do you think he's going to say something? Because he haven't yet, have he? From what I can I see. I think he will say something, but it's an easy out for him to say after the January transfer window. I think he played on that big time. Like I moaned to you in the podcast like week in week out after January where it just seemed like he down tools yeah. and now looking back at it it probably was a good it was a smart move and we did that press conference when he brought in all the staff and he's like oh the yeah. staff worked so hard sort of playing on the, the violins and it was frustrating but then the next couple of games he literally just like he gave up we lost like 4-0 away at Sheffield United and it was a catastrophe like could have been 8 or 9 and he was just sort of like oh well they spent money on players and I was like this is ridiculous like I get it, you're frustrated, but you know, if there was a long term goal there, then he would just say, Right, okay, it's frustrating, but we, you know, maybe we look again in the summer. Yeah, um, I don't know, that annoyed me that 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 period because I think, like, initially, yeah, it was a bit annoying, and then it just seemed to be like, Oh, you're taking it too far now. His attitude was sort of like going onto the pitch as well, yeah. And I think he did recognize that in himself eventually, but like, maybe it's easy to say that when you realize how close he came to the playoffs. He wouldn't have known Southampton at that time, perhaps were coming into him. And he could have been, if that period didn't happen, when he finally reflected and the results did start improving, I wonder if he sat back and thought, well, I could have been a Premier League manager. Because mm-hmm. it could have been. I mean, technically, like, what was two wins in that, like, 24-game period is all you would have needed. Potentially, yeah. He could have been. And then, and then it's a, and then it's a cup in it. It's a little cup, so anything could have happened. I'm not saying I think we would have gone after <laughs> I, anything. I don't think it would have, have been... I don't know if I, I, I don't know if I was saying to Lee or somebody before. Um, I, if, I think if we got into the playoffs, you look at the teams in the playoffs. Obviously, like Sunderland when we beat them twice all the season. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, Luton went up. I know. I, well, I know Kenilworth Road is a hard place to go. You, nobody really wanted to get them in the semi-final going there. You know what I mean? Tight pitch, fans on top of you, long ball coming in. Obviously, Sunderland absolutely got dismantled. You know what I mean? Within. 10 minutes um i think though if 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 Swansea possibly could have gone in there i would have fancied if we if we didn't play luton in the semi and we played them maybe in the final i would have fancied our chances there on a big like pitch. on the other pitch yeah yeah just a big pitch for us to play on we, we that suits our style doesn't it yeah you know we would have we would have played not not saying we've been guaranteed or anything but we would have had a, a good good chance but I don't know. It's like you said. I, like you said about downing tools. I, I I agree with that as well. But but I don't know. I think, the, I think the problem was as well. Like 
the I I think the championship season was really really poor. Like yeah, no, it was. like disrespect, but Luton and Coventry in the playoff final, and even ourselves. Like we were going to run of like three wins in twenty whatever games it was. We should have been in relegation battle. Oh, so oh it's like, Nearly sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was a really poor championship season. Like other seasons we've been in, when you know, like when we got promoted, like the Norwiches, the QPRs, like the Leeds, all these teams were were quality. Yeah, I think a lot of these, like Norwich and these teams, will come down. Like, well, except for well, Sheffield United, you know, went up as well. But Burnley was a standout, wasn't it? They were just like head and shoulders above the rest. See you later, gang. We're off. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, like, it was, like, like you said, it was, like, it was just like a lot of teams in the league that just underperformed. They were disappointing, like your Norwiches, and you know, and, and these teams, Watford. Watford, you know, these 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 big teams who were normally knocking around automatics and. You know the playoff positions just absolutely just didn't show up today for a whole season. It'd be interesting. Yeah, to see the problem is they'll be they'll be back next year. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'll be I tell you what, this league next season, oh, it's not going to be enjoyable. You know, we got we got big team coming up Sheffield Wednesday. You know, we got Leeds coming down, Leicester Ipswich coming as well. Ipswich coming down. You know, what I mean, you know, it's, you know, you get some you get some big teams in this league now. You know what I mean? Like Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, even Sheffield Southampton Wednesday, coming down is. People say Southampton's not really a bigger team than us, but like they are. Southampton, well, well, of course they are. We, you know, we are. If you say like on fan size and what have you, we probably we a championship team, aren't we? You yeah. know what I mean? We punched above weight for a few years and that. You know what I mean? But um, if you're being realistic, and you know what I mean, calling the spade yeah. spade. Yeah. So um, on to like the the move itself then, and um, not really sure. The detail like there's obviously there was a big hold up apparently it was about compensation that's even in the sky article announced in the move now so there's a statement from swansea and this is what it says so the club stands firm in our belief that we are owed full compensation for russell and we will continue working diligently and strategically their favorite words by the way the americans um to protect the best interests of the club swansea city would like to place on record its thanks to russell for his work during his time in SA1. The club will update supporters regarding a new first-team coaching staff in due course. So that a couple of things from that. The last bit there makes me think, and we'll go on to this in a minute, but they obviously have someone lined up if they're updating us in due course. So they probably wouldn't mention. They would probably would have said something like, the club will now start the search for a new first-team coaching staff or something. So I feel yeah, like... I think that might be why they waited so long. Yeah, so the rumours there are probably true, which we'll go on to talk about in a minute. And then the other thing is with the compensation. That clearly isn't resolved yet, which apparently it was also part of the the hold-up. So from what I gather from it, there's a clause in Russell Martin's contract, and I think we might discuss this in the last podcast. Um, If a Premier League club approached him, they would do this this certain amount of money as a release clause. And if it wasn't a Premier League club, then it was a different amount. From what I gathered, um, and the issue I think they're trying to say is Southampton approached him while they were a Premier League club, so we should be due the full full amount for that. And then Southampton are obviously saying, "Well, we were confirmed relegated, so we don't consider ourselves in, you know, for for the following season." So that that was the dispute, from what I can gather, and clearly is still not fully resolved. So what, what do we make of that then? Difficult one to kind of digest. No, maybe. It, it screams to me like, you know, everybody was crying because apparently Steve Cooper, I don't know, um, was going for the Crystal Palace job while we were in the playoffs, 
which still don't know if that's true, to be honest. But I won't be surprised if talks were going on when we were on this run to get into the playoffs. That, you know, because there was a rumour that Leicester might come in for him. So I think there was already stuff going on behind the scenes when the season agents was still sniffing around, probably. Yeah, we probably knew about it. So I just like so I think it's the same sort of treatment. He knew he wanted out. And I think on the compensation thing, depends on the difference, really. If it's like, you know, if we're talking millions. There's a couple of hundred thousand pounds by all accounts. But I think I think the diff no, like not just one hundred thousand, there's a couple of one hundred thousand, like a couple of hundred thousand. Uh, I think I, it's know... a, I think it's like maybe between half half a million and yeah. It's not like quite a million, it's like half a million and something. So you're talking a lot of money for a football club the, like the club was trying to say well, if yeah, you get the yeah, if you get the maximum amount, it means whatever they get for him, they're not going to have to pay out for a new manager to buy him out. Yeah. So they wanted to cover at least a buyout of a new manager. So like yeah. they were pushing for the higher fee. So that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, this is where we go back and we talk about a little bit about. Uh, I know we talk about results and saying like you know, football's fickle, fickle fans. Where. When we when we sold players for cheaper than what they were worth, like you know, you can't Roberts and particularly players like this, and we sold them, and fans were after, oh, why, you know, why are we why are we selling these players for you know why aren't we getting what we do for old players? But Joe Roden, you know, I mean, all these players, you know, what I mean? but then once we actually stand and go, you know what, no, for the manager, I I can understand the the other side of it where we need a manager in place for preseason, otherwise it just messes, you know, a good three months into the season up, but. When we actually stand firm and we go, no, we want what we do, fans are going, oh, just get rid of him. Get rid of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I saw the the Sigurdsson situation from a couple of years ago where we held up for a massive fee but couldn't replace him. That's what what I've been reading about, people using that as an example, which are right, fair. Um, But, like, you're either going to get less or you're going to hold up for more and have less time. Is kind of... I kind of, of, sorry, I kind of like the backbone of it. I kind of yeah. like it. Showing a bit of grit and just going, no, yeah. you, you pay us what they should have done this for players in the past. I think they've, hoping, fingers crossed, uh, that they've learned from their mistakes as well. Like, you know, if, if like, um, forbid that like Grimes goes or Piro or something like that, well, you know, I mean, Piro maybe look like he may be, he may be going to Italy, maybe perhaps. Um, that we hold on, we go, no, this lad has scored 20, 20 goals a season in the league. We want what's due. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I like it. I think it's got. To, I think it has to start happening because we're talking about people always come in and poach our managers and our players, or because in the past, like teams have been able to do it so easily, like for on the cheap, or they can just come in and go, oh, "We want that." I always used to moan all the time and say, every time we had a manager, they would have a good run of games. They'd be linked with someone, but then you had someone like Thomas Frank with Brentford. I know, like he's taken him up now, but he was never linked with any other job. When they no. didn't get promoted, and they were like the best team in the league for ages, there was no, not that I know of, there was any links or chances of him leaving. Um, so I just, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think I want us to have that backbone now, and just, I think when they sold Connor Roberts and them, I think they were just sort of desperate to get money in, and maybe there was a lot of teams that played on that. Um, yeah, but we didn't get, we didn't get what we should have. But hopefully now they keep saying that we're in a better financial position, so hopefully now we can just sort of. Get what we do for these for the good players we got. And the manager. It was like, it was like the Mac Rhymes thing when he was going to go to Fulham, was it? And um, it was like two million fee, and some people were like, "Oh, that's that's fine. Like it's better than losing him for free." And I'm just like, "He's still got a year left. He's worth more than two million. He's the captain of the club, and like our best best player in the centre of the park. Like he run everything goes through him. Mm-hmm. Two, yeah, like, even if he's got a year left, gone. two million is the steal. 
Like I everyone would... wanted him gone to bring in the player from Brentford. I can't remember who it was now. Oh, I... oh. yeah. I tell you what, right? If we're a player like that, if I'm totally honest with you, I'd rather run out his contract. Yeah. And have a shot at the big time. That's what I yeah, said. Sure. I was like, he's worth two million in a season to then let go for free, like the value that he brings to the team. You're not replacing him for two million. So nah. like you you're several league positions below when you get let him go for two million. So like ultimately he's worth more than that. So like you either sell him for more or you keep him and get them go for free. Yeah. And hopefully you've had a good season and then he he, he renews by the end because maybe you've got up or something. Yeah. And um you know that obviously didn't happen, but there was, it could have. Uh, I feel more comfortable with him there than, than not saying that we had a chance of going up. Like, um, I just found that weird. And then all of a sudden, everyone loves him again now since he's played well under Martin. So I'd imagine if that happened this summer, it wouldn't be the same conversation. And then it, might, and it probably is going to come up again, not the contract part, but the fact that maybe interest. I think the last thing I was going to ask about Russell Martin was who might go with him. So we'll have that conversation now. Um, but yeah, so like I think people will be a little bit more um, frustrated if he gets so cheap now. Yeah. Um, well, well, who's he, who's he linked with? Um, Grimes and Fulton, apparently, isn't he? he wants to take with him. Yeah. Um, that would be disgusting if that happens. I can't. I, I'm, I, I'm very. Like, I know Fulton sort of come back into the team under, but he was sort of discarded, wasn't he, at early on, early on in the season? You know what I mean? Mid halfway through the season, he sort of I was think, like yeah, a bit part of I think he fell um, foul of the fact that we signed Flynn Downs because he got sent off in the playoff final. He missed the first few games of the season, yeah, yeah. and that was it. Like, and then Russell Martin had his man in Downs, and I, he wasn't getting back in. And obviously, when Downs went, he was kind of forced to like. I say forced, like he felt them was there, and I guess he could say, oh, "Actually, felt them can work for us," you know. But like, just look at the again, general opinions that you see on the internet of Felton. In Martin's first season, he's done all these years where he's been fantastic for us. And then he has a couple of games where he comes off the bench, or maybe he's looking a bit rusty. And all of a sudden, everyone has felt him to leave. But then he's he's come back in in Martin's second year, and he's an instrumental part of the midfield. So, like, how can how can you change that? Like your opinion so fast is unbelievable. Sometimes, yeah, I think so. I think he's a I think he's a good championship player as well. I think yeah. he's I think he could get into any top six team. I think he's a top six player in the championship. But I think. It'd be weird if he does take him because then he's just signed a new contract, didn't he? Fulton was it in January? He signed the new one. Yeah, so he'd have to pay up for him, wouldn't he? Yeah, we'd have to pay. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably got the money, so it doesn't matter. But um, I mean, we'd get hopefully get something good for both of them. I would hope none of them leave because I can't see a world where we can replace them. I mean, the manager that we're going to speak about in a sec might have a completely different approach, which might mean replacing them isn't as hard because the style we're playing isn't as unique like to maybe something like you need to replace Grimes to do what Grimes does best maybe he doesn't need that is what I'm saying so like getting midfielders in is a different um, search than it would be under Martin yeah so you're looking for a, a player with different qualities yeah um, I think we can't let Grimes go no, <laughs> no I, 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 I he just can't go I, I know he does have like more well the manager that we're probably going to talk about next has a lot more of a pragmatic approach to the, to the way he plays football. You know, he's not so much, um, you know, not going around the own box. Um, but yeah, I think I, I was. I'm sure I was reading a stat somewhere where, like, they are when they get into the the final third things and and that they actually keep the ball on the floor quite a lot. You know, I mean, they just they they sort of pump long to get out, if you know what I mean. But when it gets down to the you know into the final third. They actually do quite play a lot of possession-based football. 
So I think playing playing in the right areas, isn't it? Yeah, playing in the right yeah. areas, which is you know you know I mean that's that's the basic any basic in any football, you know what I mean? Um, but it, I think you need grounds for that. You know, I mean, some yeah. someone who can come in and pick a pass. Like I, I probably play a little, maybe a little <laughs> bit further up the pitch. Um, if I if I was the manager coming in in question, um, he did at times when Alan was in the team this season, didn't he? A little bit sometimes. Yeah, a little bit sometimes. Yeah, but uh, I think the only thing with Grimes is he he, he played well he, under Martin. He played his best stuff coming deep, and he picking off like a quarterback. Yeah, sort of he also got the most assists he's ever got in a season. Yeah, last season. So I think Grimes is we can't let him go. Club captain, you know, have a bit, have a bit of bone in the back. Come on, keep it. Also, club captain, and this is another conversation. But I, a lot of people criticise him for the way that he is captain and how he deals with that on the pitch. I think he, I think he's a good captain. I personally think he's quite laid back. He doesn't really get involved in anything bad. And okay, he's not always the first person screaming at the ref or like running around shouting at the other players. But I think that's just not his style. And the way that he deals with it is to be calm and collected and try and make everyone else calm and collected rather than like, you've made a mistake and I'm going to make you know about it, which yeah. is maybe an old-fashioned way. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Yeah, but he... I just get it suits us the way that we play as well, like the more cool and calm. I like, I like what he does because I think I think you're right. I think you can have captains that are loud and shout, but I think he kind of just says like, well, you know, put it on my back and just like, I'll lead by example. Like all And then he'll go and get the ball, wouldn't he? He yeah. always wants the ball. He's always coming deep into hard positions to get the ball. And I think he's just got that like calm presence. And I think that's what he brings as a captain. Especially when like Martin was asking him to play that they were the way that they were playing. I think he was always sort of putting himself forward to get the ball when he in that role all the yeah. time. I think he was just kinda of, like follow my lead. And I I like I just, yeah, I think I yeah. agree with you boys. You can't let him go. Well that's end of the like club captain going the chief thing. But I think like you said, uh, leadership comes in different roles, doesn't it? You know, I mean, you got like you said, you got your screamers, but it depends what what your team reacts to. If your team reacts to somebody getting in your face and shouting and screaming, then that's what we need as captain. But it, you know, we we don't know what he's doing on the training ground. You know, we we don't know what he do, does behind the scenes and things like that. We don't, we you know, we only see what he does ninety minutes on a Saturday. You know, what I mean, we it's it's hard for us to judge him as a captain because we don't we not we don't play with him every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think people. Coming up and say it like you know, oh, I don't know if he should be captain. I don't think they've got a, a valid point because they don't know what it's like to work with that man, you know, every day on a training ground yeah. on, on Saturday. I think ultimately we've had three managers since coming down from a championship now, and as much as he was an instrumental centre midfield starter when Potter first took over, he got himself into that position, and then Cooper made him captain, and and, Mar- and Martin kept him as captain, like. It's, it's a consistent thing that he's considered a vital part of the team since we've come down to the championship. And I, and that's, that's over several personnel, you know, so I feel like there's obviously a lot more there than maybe what you see on the pitch. And, you know, if you like the old school, the old fashioned way of doing it, then maybe that's what you prefer. But I think it's a lot more complex. And um, I think it's like any working environment these days, management's changed and it's management on the pitch at the end of the day. And, that's the way he does it. You, I'm not saying he's perfect. He probably can improve in areas, but I also don't think he's bad at what he does there. Yeah, um, definitely not. Okay, so Peru then, last one to talk about when we move on to the new manager potentially. But like, do we think he's going to follow him? Obviously, we expect him to lose Peru this summer. You mentioned he's been linked with going to Italy. Um, but 
there's always that like, okay, if Martin's somewhere, he knows about Perone, he's got money to spend, is he going to try and lure him away? Cool. Yeah, well, potentially, yeah. And it's from a manager who knows what the finance, well, the financial situation is at the club, and yeah. he's going to take a player that scores, you know, what? Are we talking about 20 goals a season? Yeah. You know what I mean? You take him, don't you? Well, you attempt to take him. So, yeah. I think I think Southampton may... I think Southampton, if they don't get Grimes, they'll come in for him. I think they'll go for Grimes first. I think he's more pivotal to what yeah. Southampton want to do than what Pirro is, because I think that... Yeah. yeah. I, I, Martin I think, will build the team around Grimes when he, like, yeah, did years. Yeah. So. Like, Southampton have got good forwards, haven't they? So, I think they need that player in midfield, like Grimes, to really kickstart that. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of, kind of help him introduce his way of playing. Um, so yeah, I, I think, think uh, with this kind of playing style, you always seem to see a player follow the manager to try and embed it, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Joe Allen followed Brendan, for example, to um, to Liverpool. Um, can't think of any other examples off the top of my head. If you've got any, the that... hang on, second. <laughs> Scotland went to Wigan with Martinez. Martin. Yeah. Oh, latest man in football. Score goal though. Score goal. But no, I think Grimes would, you know, like going to Southampton. He's, you know, I mean, he, he, epit- he epitomizes Martin's philosophy, doesn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. He is, he is the cornerstone in his philosophy. So I think the only way I think Pirro would ever go to Southampton possibly is if they don't get Grimes. Yeah, they've got um, they got Armstrong there as well, and Shea yeah, Adams. Shea Adams, they got. But you know, I mean. I, are these lads going to get moves to bigger club? We don't know. Armstrong, probably not. Jay Adams could play at a high level. Yeah, he can. Armstrong's probably around the championship level, isn't he? But um, yeah, It depends if they, if any of them go as well, if they need a striker. But I think it's, I think you would, though, wouldn't you? As, as a club coming down, you'd look at it and go, oh, he's got 20 goals in the last two seasons in the championship. We'll have him because yeah, we yeah. need 20 goals. Yeah, we need I 20 goals. We don't want I'd, them to score 20 goals. I'd be worried <laughs> about someone like Leicester coming in for him because, like, Oh yeah, they're probably going to lose a lot of players. Fardy's well, looking like he's coming towards the end, doesn't he? He may, he may make have a good year in the championship, but yeah, it looks like they're gonna, they're probably gonna have to rebuild. So yeah. you know, if they a play like Perro, you know, that's a, that's a good start. Also, Andre Ayew followed eventually Steve Cooper, didn't he? To Forest, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's another one. Um, and Gibbs White. No, oh, yeah. I, mean, I used to love him. He was a great player for us. He would have been. He probably would have like if we didn't. If he didn't get injured, I wonder what season would have been. Oh, like, if he, he come earlier and all that sort of stuff. The few things you've actually seen him do with the ball, he was. You could tell he was a cut above the rest, and then he got injured. Oh yeah, and it was yeah. and it got recalled. So it was a bit of a shame, really. That one. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what's next then. And there's no confirmation. At time of recording, which is in the evening of the twenty second um, Thursday, the only confirmation tonight is one that's completely different and quite uh, saddening. But we're not going to go into that. Um, so Michael Duff, Barnsley's manager, currently uh, is by all accounts set to join Swansea on a three year deal. So, like I said, no confirmations. It could something could happen. It could hit a snag. Who knows? But um, like I said earlier, from a statement, it seems like they are confident that they've got someone in line and um, maybe we'll see tomorrow. So by this is out, it might be confirmed. Um, 
So he's 45. He's been at Barnsley. He obviously got into the playoff final last year. Before Barnsley, he took Cheltenham from League Two as champions. They got promoted and then they had their highest ever league finish. So he's got a decent CV over the last couple of years. Tends to play a 3-5-2 style. So it's not something that we haven't used over the last um, few seasons on or off. Um, so the players here could probably fit into it. But then he's also more pragmatic, like you said earlier a couple of times, Nicky. Um, and maybe, I'm not saying he's exactly the same, but you probably see more of Steve Cooper than you're going to see of Russell Martin in his playing style. Maybe at the top end of the pitch, you'll see a mixture. But then I haven't said that. Cooper could get him playing passing football when he wanted to. It's just first and foremost, we were hard to beat. Um, that was the priority. Yeah, and think... that seems to be the way that Michael Duff, Duff likes to set his teams up. Yeah, well. I think it was different because I think, like we said before, Cooper came in and he was like, right, what have I got? And I'll make a system that works with the players that I've got. Yeah. And then Martin was completely different. He was like, I'm going to play this system, whether the players fit in it or not. But that was kind it. of probably led by fans as well. Everyone was very, yeah, very I'm adamant sure. that they wanted to go back to the Swansea way. I think yeah. it was. But and this this was my this was my debate. It's probably a wider wider thing. I I just think that that style of football is 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 kind of finished. It's yeah. finished, yeah. but like it's fizzling. It's been done. Like we were playing that football ten years ago. It goes round in like uh, periods, and it'll come yeah, it back does. probably. It does. Yeah, because people people like are ahead of the curve and start playing a different way. All teams sort of start to follow, and then all of a sudden, teams figure out how to. Win, yeah. Win, another, another example is um Sheffield United under Wilder, and then they went like they had a really nuts season, didn't they, in the Premier League? And a Wilder can't like keep a job, yeah. yeah. Like, you can't keep a job, you can't, you can't get anyone going at the moment. So that's been worked out or like copied or whatever. It just, just progresses all the time, doesn't it? And I think you mentioned Pep earlier, and I know that's like the extreme, but he does adjust all the time to what, what he's yeah. doing. That's and the same. Yeah, he's not afraid yeah, of drop players either. I remember when the five at the back was like the thing to do, wasn't it? Or the three with the wing backs. And then I remember they played Chelsea away, I think when Chelsea were like, you know, really on form and Chelsea were playing the five at the back. And he brought he played a four at the back and brought the four backs inside the wing backs. And they, they, they blew them apart. And then since then you've slowly seen the like the five at the back kind of disappear again. Yeah. And he's starting to see more of like a like a four three three. Yeah. But- yeah, but that's why, like, like obviously before we we, we started recording, um, when we when we started when we talked about Pep, Pep Guardiola, like Martin, like you said, like you said, it was very much one way, wasn't it? There was no plan yeah. B. Is it? Is this is going to work? Are we going to we go in, we go in to make it try and make it work anyway? But like mm-hmm. even what even when you watch Pep Guardiola, no, I've, I've to be fair, Man City plays some fantastic football as we all know, but um, well, you don't win a treble by not playing good football. You know what I mean? And getting results, but um, even they go long. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to know when to play in the right areas. I'm all for playing football in the right areas, but you cannot be playing, you know, between your goal, playing inside the box. Is a, is a, when you were when you were a small child and you go and you, and you learn how to play football, they tell you do not don't play across your box. You know yeah. what I mean? You do not play across your box because you ask you how many goals we conceded by doing that this season. Well, both seasons. Well, oh, yeah, exactly. So, so you've got to. Like Duff is going to come in now. I think he's going to look at what he's got and go right. What can you give me to add to this? What tools can you give me? Because yeah. obviously he's going to go in there with players in mind that he's going to want to bring in. And I'm, I'm guessing that he's got some sort of assurances from the from yeah, the as they always do. Well, yeah, as they always do. They don't always <laughs> deliver on them, but um, some sort of assurances from from the hierarchy. But 
he, I think he will. I, I, I tell you what, I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to seeing him come in. If, if he yeah. is the man that comes in, I am, I am looking forward to seeing him. Come in. Yeah, I think it's important to say though when you mentioned the assurances, right? I had this conversation with someone who worked the other day because I'm not here to defend the owners, right? They have done bad, like they're not amazing all the time. They're not. I know that, but people say about Martin and the backing, and I guess it comes back to like the way that he put out that I wasn't backed, I wasn't backed, and all this. He was backed. He just had one transfer window where he wasn't. Oh, That's a different. Think... It's a different. Co- January was a bad window where he wasn't backed, right? The rest of them were. He, he, he was this first. His first window, he brought in like ten players or something. Like I'm not saying it wasn't needed, but like you can't also say he didn't get most of them players were people that he wanted as well. Duh. Like Patterson, you basically need like straight away. Exactly. He, like I, I want did. Patterson. He's free. You had um, Darlin. You had Fisher. Like they were people that we got because he wanted them. And yeah, they yeah. we spent some money on like Fisher and Darlin, a good wage, a good whack of our our fee. So yeah, okay, January was poor. We know January was poor, but for his duration here, I don't agree with him not being backed. Personally, yeah, I, I think you're right. I always yeah. said this, didn't we? I think like and yeah, but even when he came in and his first press conference and all that was all like, you know, I understand the financial possession of the club. We like the challenge. You know, we, yeah. you know, we might have to use younger players. We understand that. And everyone says, oh, he's not back, he's not back, he's not back. He spent a lot of money. Like you said about Darling, he spent two million on Darling. He wanted him. That was probably our entire transfer pot for last season because I think that was the 10th highest yeah. spending in the championship was two million. If you look across the boards, champ- championship clubs can't spend that much money. So They weren't spending. No. Back we were quite far up a list, much- actually, for spend last season. Even though we didn't spend in January, we were still, we were yeah, still exactly a decent way up the so list. Like, but then, you, oh, you know, when you look at like obviously your Burnies and your Sheffield Knights at the top, when they got the parachute payments, fair enough, they spend and they go back up. But underneath that, you know, I can't see us. Did we spend a lot more got, money or a lot less than teams like Luton and Coventry who got into the? Yeah, yeah. I go back to his first season. Before. You had Perot, Obafemi, and um, Downs. I know Perot was slightly before he came, but like they were still brought in in that window. Like paid good money for Obafemi. And Downs was over a million. And Downs, yeah, and Downs. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's not like they, they haven't actually, they have been spending lately. It's because you see someone like um, like Downs went for 12 million and you don't put the 12 million back into the players. They're never going to do that. Accept it. Yeah. Some of that money has to go to run the club. Of course it does. You're right, yeah. But I think I think a lot of fans, where they're getting for, they're not going to go, well, right, well, we sold them to 12, we want to see 12. I think what a lot of the fans' frustration probably is, is that we want to see a chunk of it. Yeah, no, I agree but, with that. I do agree with maybe that. But even like five million, five million. You know, yeah, I, mean? I think and it's it's easy to get caught up on the like there was no back in, but he was yeah. he got more back in um, than I think maybe I people think probably, had. Yeah, I agree. Probably they got in the back second in the season. season. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I think the, the, I think well, as well. I understand like the January one. I think because we lost these players, like I think Obafemi went and and some others, and they didn't actually bring in anyone to like replace them. Yeah, that's why I, I think that was the worst. I think yeah, that and that's a different conversation, though, isn't it? That's like that's yeah, that's yeah. bad decision making. But um, what 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 else? Like, and a lot you forget about Martin, right? You say like about the back, and you're right. I think we did back him a bit. I know January was a farce, to be fair. Yeah, but a lot, there's quite a few of his players. And I know it does happen in football. And not, and not every signing is going to be a great signing, but who didn't hit the ground? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and do as a man, as as a as a hierarchy, do you go? We're going to entrust this man with more money. Yeah, exactly. You know, so maybe I mean? that's why they were yeah. stuttering over some of the deals. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, someone, you had Doug Better was. This, yeah. 
someone said this to me the other day. I can't, I can't remember who it was. And I thought, yeah, do you know what? It's not, it's not a bad point. Like, were they? Uh, if they, you know, this is all, this is all speculation. But were they dragging their heels? About well, they stole them in the contract in January and potentially in the summer. Yeah. With Russell Martin, after what he brought in and what he'd shown, were they maybe a bit like, you know, we're not most of the like... loans were a bit poor. Or better, haven't had a kick. Um, Fisher isn't exactly in people's good books, is he? Darling, for the fee we paid for him, I don't think has lived up to expectations. So, yeah, I mean, bring it back, Alan. Even like, it's a it's a, it's a nostalgic signing. Yeah, but was it, it was the a, best use of the money? It was a, it was to appease fans. Yeah, but was I that think. the best use of the money? I'm not sure. No, not, that not was sure. a position that we needed to really invest in over something like wing back. Um, especially especially when you see the emergence and unfortunate injury, but the emergence afterwards of Liam Walsh coming in and doing a good job. Yeah. 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 You know, he didn't good, need to have Alan really like I'm glad he's you, don't get me wrong. But in terms of like prioritizing your funds, I don't think it was the best decision. Yeah. And I think um I can't remember what I was gonna say now because I think you're right about Alan. I think if he's fit, he's you know he's quality but you're not gonna get you're not gonna get many I don't think you're going to get any 90 minute games out of him now at this stage of his career. No, I think uh, he's on the record. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, he, he wanted those players like Darlin and Fisher were supposed to and come. Cham, another time. one. Yeah, for him to play his um, football. And I remember they were mourning about because uh, Bender got injured, didn't he? And uh, everyone was mourning then. Oh, they, oh they, you know, we could have at least signed a goalkeeper. I was like, well, you know. Bender was starting. He was already here when Martin came in. He brought in Fisher to be ahead of him. And then he's saying, oh, you know, Bender's injured now. I've only got Fisher. Um, I can understand the owners being like, hang on, you asked us for half a million like 12 months ago to bring in this goalkeeper who's half a million. Now you want another one because he's not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Fisher, I'm not going to lie you guys. I'm be happy to see Bender back in the net. Um, yeah. at the beginning of the season, I, I'm not gonna I, Fisher has saved us a couple of times, like, but he got better towards the end of the season, didn't he? Yeah, when we were starting, yeah, well. he has saved us a few times. I'm not gonna, he, I do all right, I, I don't want to be a, a, that person, I'm not gonna slag the lad off, but he, you know, I mean, he has he has saved us, a, you know, a few times and that, but it's just you feel like Bender's the more accomplished. Yeah. I think, I think Fisher's a confidence player, and maybe a confidence player is not the best thing to be when you're a goalkeeper. <laughs> I think that's a nice way of putting it, 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a bit different so, when you were a centre forward, but uh, yeah, nine times. So I think, 10, I think that's the nicest way to put how his season went. Yeah, um, that's right. Anyway, we got a bit distracted, but Michael Duff is apparently going to come in, and he actually had a lot of experience at Barnsley when he joined them of players leaving and having to like deal with that, which could be something that he has to deal with if some of these players follow Russell Martin out the door, um, and the back in like he's had the assurances probably and all this stuff. So wonder. I don't know if you know much of a Barnsley squad. Do you think there's anyone that you could drag along with him? Who's uh, the the cent the centre half? I can't remember something. Anderson. He's isn't he supposed to be off to Luton? It's a good solid nah, player. Centre half. Premier League, the winner. Yeah. So you know what I mean. I know he's obviously linked with the Premier League side, but you know what I mean. Could Michael Duff not have a little? But it depends how much he's off for, I suppose, doesn't it? But um, you know what I mean. They're probably Ma- Mads Jewel Anderson. Yeah. He, he he looks a bit of a player, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know, is that well? To be fair, sent off is somewhere probably where we need to improve a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, in a different type of system, though, like maybe not. Maybe he said the back isn't a priority yeah. if he's being I, more pragmatic. 
I suppose, I, I, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because I think personally, it's like for me personally, I don't know about you lads. For me, like Cabango never suited Martin's system because he's not. Well, like I say, I know it's obvious that he is a footballer, but he's not a footballer. <laughs> if you know what yeah. I mean, he's not a footballer. He's and a, then he was very good. Defender. He's very defender. good under Cooper. Yeah, so yeah, he was. Yeah, he's one of them. It's, if the ball's coming in, you want him in there, but you don't want him trying to play 20, 30 yard passes. No, you know yeah. what I mean. Going on, going on a run. Yeah, he's house. not that. He's not that type of player. He hasn't got that in his locker, and I think he probably, if somebody asked him that question, he probably agree. But you know what I mean? He's a defender. He's like one of them old school defenders who puts his body on the line and something like that. That's what you need. Sometimes you need the one that can play the nice football, like a darling who can pick a pass. And then you need like Village and Ferdinand. Village. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I think. I think. I think you're right though. I think. I like Nicky said. I'm quite. I'm quite excited to see what he can do because. I think in the championship now, especially, you've got to be hard to beat. And we weren't under Martin. Yeah, we weren't. Um, we conceded too many. St- the number of goals we conceded, I think we conceded like 60 odd goals last season. I think we were well up there for most goals conceded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we scored about 60 odds. I think we had like plus two or whatever it was, goal difference in the end. Yeah. But I was looking at Barnes the other day. They scored 80 odd goals last year. And I, I know it's a, a, division below, a division below. But, you know, if you can, you can train a team to score 80 goals. And you know they missed out. They missed out an extra time in the playoffs when they played with ten men, so they went far off getting promoted really against a good Sheffield Wednesday side. I think it's. So I think it's. Like, but, but I'm actually be quite like it's a bit of an exciting appointment. Eh? I know like yeah. people say, "Oh, I'm getting a bit mad about Michael Duff." Like it's not like Jose Mourinho or something. But it's like I think he's going to bring a bit of hunger. It's different. Gonna, yeah, I like, I, yeah, yeah, tend to I pick these managers well. out though that do a good job, like from these teams that are maybe a little bit under the radar and they do a decent yeah, job. You could I even like say Martin fits that. I like the way we've brought in managers in the past, like bringing in, you know, I'd be devastated if we were one of those clubs that just recycled all the same managers that do the circles all the time, you know, the same names. Across. I like that we, you know, we give these managers a chance. Like, why not give them a chance? Got promoted with Cheltenham, like we said. Barnsley played well, nearly got promoted last year. Give yeah. him a crack. So yeah, well, not, you know, it might, it might come crashing and burning now. We'll be sat here in December going, like, what did we appoint? Like, but, you know, it, and I don't want to be too too positive as well because this will come back and bite me in the ass but it's like when we had like Paolo Souza was really defensive which would be like Cooper and then you had Russell Martin who was not as good as Martinez obviously but like Martinez was very attack based and then you have someone come in who's kind of in the middle middle yeah but we need and then and that's what we need isn't it so you know without getting too excited but obviously we're getting promoted next year yeah, so the one that I picked out was um, maybe a midfielder who, if Grimes and Felton are the interest of Martin, maybe that's a position we are going to need to look at. Um, Karam Styles, who is being linked with Watford at the moment. Apparently they're making a bid for him. So if the manager comes here and he's one of the key midfielders in his team, wondering if that's somebody we can have a look at. Fits the sort of age demographic that our owners like to sign, you know, potential Um sell on value and all that sort of stuff so I feel like that maybe that's one they could have a look at if he does come in I take that I've got, yeah. I've got myself excited now thinking about that because if we're if we're hard <laughs> to beat, if that's what, if that's what you're going to bring if we're hard to beat we're going to get we're going to get wins yeah. yeah it might not be pretty all the time but I like you said earlier I didn't mind Cooper at all because we're winning results, be, results based it'd be interesting uh, to see though who's going to score them goals if Perot leaves <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's another one. That's another big job for him. One of the first things. Well, he's Perot is set to go. That's that's. Uh, there's got to be someone coming in. I mean, you've got Kyle Joseph coming back from loan, and you'll have Liam Cullen. I think. Uh, I think. Did he take Kyle Joseph on loan to Cheltenham? At one point, Maybe. I don't know. 
Oh, no, that's a silver. I can't remember. But he did go to oh. Chapman for a bit, didn't he? And then was that Chap? Was he not? Where, where was he last year? I'll have a look now. So Kyle Joseph oh, played at Cheltenham in 21 he was, he was at Cheltenham. Yeah, he was at Cheltenham, wasn't he? And Michael Deep. Duff was at Cheltenham in the same year, wasn't he? Um, so Cheltenham, yeah, he would have been the manager when Kyle Joseph was there. So maybe Kyle Joseph does get a look in. I mean, I, I don't know how good he did when he was at Cheltenham. 19 appearances, four goals. But he was he's young and he like he's only twenty one now, so that would have been nineteen. I came down a flimsy. <laughs> uh no. Yeah, yeah, youngster. But you know, like sometimes it's nice to see what these youngsters can do. Like yeah. for me, like Liam Cullen, I think um I don't know whether he punched above his weight a bit last year for the goals. Like I don't know, he's a decent player, Liam Cullen. He's, I don't think he's just a I don't think he's but a But if he can no. lead the line yet, he's good no. to have there as a like yeah. bit of he's a workhorse you can chuck on when you're like right, you need to run and go and try and yes. score. It gave you a few goals, but I just don't think he's what he classes as an out and out goal scorer, like a Piro, like a predator. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that sort of like the play between the eighteen. Well, I know like Piro drops and that, but he shouldn't. But if, if I think he would have scored more, scored more lock goal, more goals, Piro, if he just played between the eighteen yard box. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I don't think Cullen's got that that predator instinct. I think he's got a finishing accuracy yeah. there from like yeah. how many of Piro's goals came from outside the box. Oh yeah, Especially exactly. In the first season, quality operator. You know what I mean? Yeah, he knows, knows where the net is. So that'd be difficult anyway. Um, like, with perhaps we'll probably talk more about Michael Duff when it actually gets confirmed going forward, and maybe over the next week or two, a little bit more will come out about the state of the squad and what we actually need to do to acknowledge any gaps and who's going to leave. Like, is Man Manning like? Has he still? Has he gone officially? I know he won on the retained list, but like yeah, I've been picked up by someone. So is there still opportunity there? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's another one I could follow with um with Russell. So but wing back is an issue. But Kyle Norton did sign a new contract though. Yeah, actually. Interesting. I, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I will say anyway. He had to take a sixty percent pay cut to, to stay on. Did he? So Jesus. <laughs> <Bad deal. laughs> I mean I think he knows trouble, but um, there's one of them things in the. I don't think I. I think they know that he's not going to get a lot of game time. So is it gonna yeah, be and I think he knew that as well. But um, yeah. it was a little bit. It just didn't add up what was being said. Martin was saying, or the club wasn't offering him. No, Martin was saying that Kyle was turning down a deal, and my sources were saying he wasn't offered one. So. Hmm. Another one, uh, but then maybe Martin is one of like, we've spoken about some of the stuff he was saying in the media earlier and whether he's just suiting his own agenda. Oh, yeah, Martin, that's, that's a weird one, isn't it? Because by all accounts, we were expecting huh? Northern to go and he was waving off at the end of the season in the like the lap of honor. And then as soon as yeah. the like Martin Southampton thing popped up in the news, he, he signed a new contract. So, yeah. again, when they didn't get my sources say after that broke, there was a text. And that's what it took. No, oh, so he's just happy to stay here. So maybe there was because he was sort... on holiday. It was a text, and then he come back and sorted it out basically. Maybe there was some sort of issue between Norton and Martin, or you know what I mean? Well, maybe Martin. I think not Martin was just like ready. He didn't want to go and didn't want yeah, to say it out loud, you know. Yeah, he didn't. Maybe he didn't want them, or maybe something deeper that we don't know. But it's but... weird because he was so instrumental. I mean, it's kind of like what happened to Ryan Bennett, really. Especially after yeah. the season under Martin when he played like 
Norton in the middle of the back three. Well, he did up until Christmas. And he was brilliant in that middle of that. Was, yeah. Especially when we played he, like Cardiff away and stuff, he was brilliant. Because he's so good in the ball as well, isn't he? You know what yeah, I mean? He's good, calm awesome. and you know what I mean. He can pick a pass like we've been talking about centre halves being able to pick a pass out. I know he's not your typical centre. I know he played full back for most of his career, but you know what I mean. You know he's a calm head, isn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. I still he's think he's a good player to have in the squad. In the yeah. Some, I, so I, I would be. Well. I would be comfortable if we are like. If if you know if you if you brought him on, I would be comfortable yeah. with that. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like we're winning a game. I know he's not the biggest lad in the box and that, but I'd be comfortable knowing he's coming on because he's so, so calm and he knows when to pick a pass and when to just go, you're right, get away, lad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. well, so that's interesting anyway, but I, I, I guess it's another example of we don't actually know what goes on behind the scenes and how quick things can change when the dynamics of, of the structure of the club change. Because he was out the door by all accounts and he, he knew that. That's why he did that wave. Um, obviously, I, I, know, I know someone who knows him basically, so that's what I'm um, heard little bits and bobs, but I obviously can't talk in full detail. Oh, uh, but I give what I can it. away. But that's what, he, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't give a lot of it. He doesn't. He's not one to talk. Like wait until he um, wait until Kyle not watches this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have tried. I have tried asking if you if you, if you can get him on, but he's not the sort that talks. So <laughs> I, I was like, if he's leaving, get him on, yeah, because he won't come on while he's there. And then he's not leaving anymore. So, so that's that. maybe that's next nice. year. Yeah, maybe next. We'll year. find out what happened. Yeah, um, next okay, so let's quickly move on to um, the fixtures. I know we've been an hour, so we want to quickly touch on this and the kit, and then we'll we'll head it head it off. Um, fixtures announced today. I actually didn't realize the cup was today as well. We got drawn the league cup, whatever it's called these days. Is it Carabao still? Yeah. So we've got the fixture list. I've got the fixture list up on the screen if you are watching on YouTube. If you're not, if you're on Spotify, we'll read out. So I'm not going to read all of them. Um, some key ones. So the ones I picked up, and you can chip in with any that you're looking forward to if you want. First game, obviously, is what everyone's looking for. So the season starts on the 5th of August. Um, I mean, all, all games are subject to change when TV gets involved. But first game starts 5th of August, Birmingham at home. How are we feeling about that? I think it's a nice... Nice start. Yeah, nice start. Nice start. You know, I mean, but it, it, it didn't have too cloud of a season last year. I know they, well, they got a know, manager that we wanted. <laughs> yeah, they got a manager we wanted. Um, I don't. I don't. I think that's a good fixture. They, they obviously they've lost a couple of players as well, haven't they? Obviously, like um, highly rated Joe Bellingham has gone to Sunderland as well, and he so he's left them. Um, but maybe I meet Real Madrid in five years. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. The, 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 there's never, never two good versions, is there? There's always, when you've got brothers, there's always one. It's like Phil and Gary Neville. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, there's always one worse brother than the other, isn't there? So I think Birmingham's a good a good fixture for start on. There. I think we should be looking at that, attacking that game. And, uh, yeah. and at home as well to introduce the yes. new manager. And it's always nice to start at home. And it's... it's, it's, it's um, Get, yeah. get get a nice win on the board. So just chance to get a, get a good start, yeah. there. Chance to get yeah. a few points on the board early, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, first away game, which is also a second game, which I might be interested in having a look at Lee or Nicky, whoever wants to, if we can yeah. have a look at him, maybe. West Brom, um, West Brom, Albion, yeah. So West Brom away. Oh, we always, yeah. I, I, tell you I mean, what, look, we love going there and having a good curry. But in the pub, Jeff's called my phone and Duff has been confirmed. Oh, oh, there we are. You've got a live scoop. I'll have to get us up tonight now. No pressure. <laughs> I thought you said you have named Barnsley's Michael Duff as the new head coach. God, what time is it? Half past nine? 
Yeah, this is not like his transfer well, deadline day for God's sake. Just wait till the morning. About thirty minutes ago, it was released on on, PB, on uh, PBC Sport. That is so. Let's let me um let me just halt let's, let's the, start the fixture. Again. Let's <laughs> one second while I um edit this. I will get uh, the 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 more up to date news on the screen. So if uh, you two want to yeah. talk amongst there yourselves, there he is holding the shirt as well. Official. Oh, I need Here to see go. that. There we are, everyone. Oh, some boy. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go back to the fixtures in the second. But it here we go, like new manager. Show. <laughs> so everything we said earlier now is relevant. Um, we'll look at the kits in a minute. But we'll, yeah, yeah. I think I, I actually genuinely want to talk about that, that kit as well. Because yeah, I, I got I got the kits on another tab ready to go in detail <laughs> on. Right, so we, we'll get there. Um, so let me just go through this. So Swansea City is delighted to confirm the appointment of Michael Duff as the club's new head coach. The 45-year-old Northern Irishman has put pen to paper on a three-year deal at the Swansea.com stadium after compensation was agreed with Barnsley and he will oversee the first day of pre-season training on Friday. Good. Glad. Um, I'm glad. He becomes the fourth Northern Irish to manage Swansea uh, following the footsteps of Billy... I can't say that. Billy McCandless. McCandless, yeah. I just looked at yeah. it. I wasn't expecting it. Um, Harry Gregg and Brendan Rodgers, of course. Can I, can I say, though, remember when I said about like Sousa and Martinez and then Brendan Rodgers come in, who's Northern Irish? Yeah, he's following Another in the footsteps, eh? Um, so Michael has a proven track record of galvanizing a group of players into a collective unit and he has consistently outperformed expectations of previous clubs. That's interesting. What are they trying to say? Galvanizing a group of players. What are they trying to say they're not they're not all on board? Like, well, that's a bit of a weird I don't know whether she's saying like uh, just to like bring yeah, them together more as a unit. Like, I mean, it's another transition. I feel like it's Andy Coleman having had the best way with words since he's come in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that first statement he put out after that, uh, the rumors of the... winter leaving was awful, and then he went. He's not the best linguist, is he? <laughs> no. Uh, every conversation I've had with him only reinforced the view that he is exactly the type of leader we need here at Swansea City. He's a proven winner both as a player and a manager, and I'm confident he will bring that mentality here. I believe in his ability and his belief in the Swansea way. Oh, still going on about that. Um, while he also possesses the capability to adapt within the games and drive results. This is a results-driven business. Didn't, not sure Oof. he was saying that in uh, That's a thing. Well, February and March. Um, our position is a position in the table. It matters to all of us, and we are focused on supporting Michael with everything he needs to succeed. I'm not going to read all of it. I just want to see if there's anything interesting. I quite like that when he said, um, "I believe in this results." I think that's sort. Of, I know I mentioned the Swansea way a bit before, but I think it's sort of yeah. saying we're going to try and win at all costs here. It's not going to be the Swansea way. We're going to win to win. Yeah. No play to win. It's yeah. not going to be tippy tapper. If it, if it works out that way. For the best way, we'll play that way. If not, we're just going to try and win. And I think it's worth noting that Andy obviously wasn't here when uh, Martin went through that bad period as well. So maybe I've got a different um, way of approaching. Yeah, maybe. Things. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's the first season. So anyway, back to the fixture. We have we've done the deep dive on Michael Duff. We just confirmed he is now Swansea manager. So I'll try and get in touch with them Barnsley lads and see if they can give us an insight. Maybe they can get on next week or something. Anyway, fixtures. So West Brom, be nice to go to the pub that does uh, a good curry again, Lee. That's always a good away day. It's the highlight of the year, that is, the curry house in West Brom. Yeah. West Brom. It's, 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 it's very, I can't remember what it's called now, but um, highly oh, recommend. It's class. I like how the first three fixtures there are all in the Midlands, not that far to travel. Yeah, 
was thinking that earlier. It's a nice. Well, I mean, they're coming to us, and they two of them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, but like you know, I mean, it's all sort of nicely banded, there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So the la- last game of the season where we end, so maybe where our hopes or fears hang in the balance. Um, Millwall at home on the fourth. Uh, we'll be up by then of me. <laughs> um, home home games to start and end the season. That's quite nice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird one. Normally, you do have an away one, either one. We're never, but... we're never home on the first day. Rarely, I find we're never home on the first day. I can't remember the last time he was. I'm trying to think. The last time he was home, home. No, last two, last two seasons we were away. Potter was away. We were away. We were away to Preston in Cooper's first year. Cooper, Cooper's second year. Sorry, Cooper's first year. I can't remember. What would have been Cooper's first game? I can't remember. Can't remember. Uh, Potter was away at Sheffield United. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I was there that game. So, yeah, so literally, unless Cooper's first... We had, like, Man United at home once, didn't we? Maybe. Huh? And, oh, no, Man United away? We had Man United one time in the Premier League, I can't remember. Was it when Key scored? Was that away? Might have been away. That was away. We did have him home first game one year. Well, I think it was oh, when Boney game. scored and we lost, like, 4-1. Yeah. Was it when Ibrahimovic Ep- scored? Was that the year? Was that the year? Was it I don't know. I can't, can't remember. remember. Well, basically, since we've come down, unless Cooper's first year, it's bugging me now. We've been away every first game apart from this one. Yeah. So, okay, last game, 4th of May. Boxing Day. This is an interesting one. Yeah, it's if, classic. If, if still there. Southampton yeah. away on the 26th of December. It'll be long gone before then, Luke. I tell you now, boy. If, if Russell's having a good time at Southampton, <laughs> we might be going down to see him on Boxing Day. Down on the south coast, so we'll put five in them. <laughs> so that's that's one for the diaries. Um, New Year's Day, West Brom at home. It's a good one. So yeah. we, we're home for New Year's. Um, I mean, usually one of the like there'll be TV around then. Man, it's commentary away Day as well. By the time it comes around, what's that? Is it commentary away we got between Christmas and New Year as well? That's pretty good. <laughs> they keep it co- close, don't they? They try yeah. to. I'm surprised Southampton's on Boxing Day. They normally try a bit closer than that. Yeah, you would have thought maybe yeah, like. We does that count like, as one of the closest travelling ones though, compared to some of them? Like Sutton. we normally get a rare, like a London trip on Boxing Day. We get like a yeah. Watford or yeah. A, or yeah how much further Southampton than London? I, how, like, how, long, how far is the travel from Southampton? I don't know. About three hours, three and a half hours maybe. I don't know. Actually, well, we had to Southampton before, didn't we? I can't remember. Is it further than Brighton? Because that was actually a trek on the way home. Oh, Brighton was a render. No, I don't think it's as far as Brighton. Yeah. Well, we'll carry on. So Cardiff away is early on the 16th of September and home matches on the 16th of March. If we get put on TV, maybe not. We'll see. Strange, guys, um, because um, the last couple of seasons as well, it's been October, like away yeah. first, isn't it? Uh, it's been home first, sorry. Yeah, away. and it's been in October, like pretty much the same dates. Hmm. It's interesting. Right. Um, I picked three games out that I was just interested in. I think a lot of people think Leeds is a big one, so I've got Leeds away. It's the 29th of November. I know um, they're back down here, and that's always a bit feisty. Cardiff got them on the first game. Yeah, that's carnage, guys. I know. That's yeah. going to be on TV. As a, as a great time. <laughs> and then I've picked two that I'd be, I would like to... Well, no, one that I'd like to go to, which is Plymouth away. I feel like that'd be a nice one to go yeah, down to. That's 7th of October. And Southampton at home is the 20th of January. So Russell Martin returns potentially on the 20th of January. 
any highlights for you guys? Well, I got I got I got two home games in November and December. Sunderland yeah. and Middlesbrough. <laughs> I think so. No, it was the next year. Sorry, uh, April and April and uh, I got two home games. So I'm laughing. February, <laughs> and April, <laughs> February and April. I got two home games. Do you yeah, sit in the away end when you go there, or do you sit in the home end? No, they sit in the away end, man. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be up there for one of them. Oh, well. It's actually worked out really well for me because obviously I work shifts, so I, I, quite a lot of these big games I'm actually off for. And I was talking to you before, Lee, when I yeah. and I'm obviously living in the northeast. You know what I mean? Like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a commute for me to get the games these days. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm going to make more of an effort this year to try and get the quite a few more away games. So and quite a few of these games that are on here, these big games I'm actually off for. So I'll be at like Leeds, I think Leicester. Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday, maybe Sheffield that. Wednesday. I'll, I can get them off for that one, so I can get the quite a few of the you know, few of the few of the big ones. So I'm looking forward to it, yeah. And and I'm got I, I, I'm down on Box Day, so I'm home for Christmas, so I, I'll be going to Southampton. So I think, <laughs> yeah, I think having Southampton on Boxing Day is one for me, but I like um, just a couple of like cheeky ones. I think like Sheffield Wednesday away on Good Friday. Bank all day weekend Easter. That's a good trip. That's a great on day. Good Friday. Sheffield's a good city as well. That's yeah, a good trip because you can double that up, right? You can go watch the football and go to Orton Towers on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a good, good one for Easter weekend. Though. Sheffield's a good day. Sheffield, it's all right on the drink as well. It's a good day. <laughs> it's good. It's all right. It's yeah. not bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's move on to the kits then because we've been going a while. So home kit, got Harry Dar- Harry Darling modelling for us here. Um, first impressions. It's pointing eunuch. I he is pointing right at me. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like don't, the kit. You I don't like him. Or I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the kit. I I, yeah. I just think it's um. I don't know. I, I, I don't know whether maybe if I see it in person, it will grow me. Yeah. Really sometimes it does. When it launched, I didn't like it. And I feel like it have grown to me. I do like the orange sponsor logo. Um, I I do like it. I feel like. And it's not betting as well, which is always positive. Um, and the central badge is quite nice as well. Also, yeah. have you have you heard about the whole Reviva coffee? Like I've never heard of them, but oh, apparently they, they are owned by Gulf Oil. Yeah, so we'll have all the protesters on the it's pitch. Basically, now. Gulf Oil are sponsoring us. Yeah, Gulf. Yeah, so obviously yeah. Gulf. Yeah. Um, it's sort yeah. of a throwback, isn't it? Um, I, I I feel like it probably may grow on me, but I think right now I'm a, I'm not that fussed on it. If I'm going to be, if I'm being yeah, totally the kids, honest, yeah. the kits always tend to grow on me. When they first come out, I'm never like, oh, I really like them. Yeah. But the like the black kit last year grew on me, and then when I saw it in person, I was like, oh, I think it's lovely. So I think like you've got to see them in person, Neil. But that yeah. home kit there, I I don't know. It looks like a it looks like a local team's kit, doesn't it? Yeah. It looks <laughs> like I don't know. How'd you get out of this? I don't know. Like, like Sunday, I, I, Sunday. I do, I do like the central badge, though. I like that. I wanted a central badge, but I'm also going to be back this badge as well. All the rest of them are on here. Give me a second and I will uh, find it. Apparently, no, the. It's just because you love this one so much, Luke. I know. I know. Got to go off it. Apparently nah. so. I, I, I do what, right? I'm actually quite relieved with this kit that when I first seen the Reviva coffee sponsor, it was kind of yeah. blocked in orange. And yeah. I was like, please, Lord, oh, do not block that on the kit because that would look absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah, like, when they when they announced the the partnership, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm quite glad that the, it, it's not like that. Yeah. So, I mean, let's let's 
let's go across. We've got the away kit with Joe Allen modeling you. Um, are we, what are our thoughts on the away kit then? I, I, yeah, I think it's quite nice actually. Yeah, I like yeah. the away kit. Do you I know, can't I think it's grasp quite... the color, I need to see it in person. It's like a greeny sort of, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think... like it though, and the gold trim. Do yeah. you know, I think it's quite I similar? Like, I do like the away week. kit. Are they gonna, there's gonna be a third kit, isn't there? I don't yeah, know well, they've been but... teasing it, haven't they? They teased it in the video. It was in yeah, the background, like blurry. Yeah, it looked funky colours. Like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I like, yeah, I like, I like it. I like a kit that's out there. We should work yeah. out with the fixture list which game is going to be like used at first. So, like, it would be a game that somebody is like blue and white. West, West Brom. Brom. <laughs> yeah. West Brom away. There we are. West Brom away. Third kit announcement that week. And yes. it'll be like green. I actually quite like that kit. It's quite nice. It's quite nice. Yeah, little... that kit is nice. I do like <laughs> nice. that one. I thought right as well, but which I obviously have been reading online. I know you lads have been keeping in touch with that. Is this whole palaver with the badge? Oh my word! Um, it's just gone back to the because yeah, it's right in underneath. I thought, right. I, there's a, I, I, I. To be fair, I actually quite like the old badge, but I like that badge as well. But some people are just absolutely ridiculous about this badge. They're going way over the top about it. Thinking, oh yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna not gonna renew my season ticket because of a badge. I you just thought, I mean? like, the thing is, right? The way the badges we had last couple of years, the first year they did it, I thought like it's a one-off thing in it, and then they did it again. And then they gone back to like this is the badge that yeah, we have at the one. moment. This is the this last is two were just badge. they're trying to make money in there, I guess, or like try something funky and yeah, it was never a replacement permanently, and yeah. I think that was quite per- clear. Personally, personally, I do prefer the other badge than this one. That we've got that we had like last year, but like I do like this badge as well. Like I'm this not, badge, I think is quite. Keep me up at night. Like uh, yeah, it doesn't keep. Up. I, I think like with, with the badge, that one's quite sleek and it's quite like yeah. modern. And obviously, yeah. this is the badge that we've grown up with, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. This badge, though, right? The badge you've got there on your kit, Nikki. Um, you know the one we had last year for people who were not watching. On the away kit, would not fit. This this badge fits better on your away kit because you can yeah, colour it the colour that matches the the trim. You yeah. wouldn't be able to do that yeah. with the badge from last year, I don't think. Yeah. I, I no, don't probably think it not. Is good. What the only thing I would tweak about it is I don't necessarily think it needs to have the Swansea City AFC underneath. I think it would yeah. look sleeker if it just was the Swan. Yeah, maybe. I think a lot of people brought that up actually. Fun enough. That's that. the only thing that I would say on the shorts. Like maybe you could keep it. I don't know, but like. It's a minor thing, but if you—that's what I would say. It, it would just be better without the writing. But um, I wonder if you've got to have writing on it. I'm trying to think of other clubs if they haven't. I think you might have to have it on it, even if it's like initials. I think like Man United, and they have like MUFC or something. Well, no, it's in, it's in their badge, isn't it? Badge is Manchester oh. United, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. no, like Fulham. I can think of. They have, or do they have like Fulham underneath it? I don't know. Bournemouth. I don't. know um, it's the head thing. No, but it says on the top, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know. I've got all the championship yeah, but... badges in front of me for for the fixture thing on the Swans website, and they all or Norwich doesn't have any words. No, so... all of the other yeah, ones. Think, oh, hang on. I think, you are and... right, I think without the the writing underneath, I think that would look even even better. Huddersfield don't. Oh no, they do. They do. I lied. I think Norwich, not on the one they've got on here anyway, unless they got right in above or below it, which isn't included in the diagram they got on this uh, graphic. But all of the other ones do. And Rotherham and Leeds have just got their initials. So maybe you have to have something. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I like that kit anyway. Like you said, I'd like to see what it looks like in person, like to see what yeah. kind of colour. 
like you said, it's like a greeny teal, isn't it? It's like yeah. a yeah, it looks nice. nice. Yeah, I, I like it. What I would say is, people give Joe a lot of stick for their kits, and even if you're not keen on the first team, the the home kit, um, they're unique. Like I know when we were with Adidas, you just had the same kit as another team, just with a different color. Yeah, yeah. very standardized. But like Jomas are always different. Like I haven't seen another kit with that sort of sleeve design that we have on the home kit, really. Um, the only thing, the only thing I don't like about Joma is the fact that it doesn't. Uh, Flatter people like me because you have to buy like three sizes. Yeah, the sizing is a problem. Half of my kits don't fit me. Like ones I've got from over the years, most of them don't fit me. I don't know if they shrink in the wash as well. It's because they're like obviously Joma a Spanish company, and so like people in Spain are not. Yeah, (laughs) there will be some, but like you know, we we drink a lot more beer. Sangria is not as bad for you. No, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) glad puts on the calories. Yeah, so um, so is the goalkeeper kit here? Let's have a look. So we've got home goalkeeper kit is the, is the orange of the coffee with the I like white logo yeah, instead. I do like that reverse. Nice I I read something. I was reading, funny enough, when these come out, and they, you know when they put the the uh, the, the post on Facebook announcing yeah. the kit, and the comment made, the comment made me laugh. I was like, what are you on about? And somebody wrote the kit. I I don't like the goalkeeper kit. It needs to be more like, um, sort of like, it needs to stand out more. I mean, well. stand out less. <laughs> you know, we're in it's orange, like our orange away kit from the first you know season I mean? in the Prem. Yeah, you, like basically he's in high bits. You can't stand out anymore, can you? You know what I mean? It's an orange <laughs> kit. What do you want from that? <laughs> I, I thought, right, when they announced the Reviva coffee, the home kit was going to be white with orange Reviva, and then the away kit was going to be the opposite. But then they announced, obviously, it was two different sponsors again. Um, I like, so I um, thought this was going to be what the away kit would have been, basically. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that as a third kit, though. I think that orange kit is quite nice. It's like an old Holland kit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's lovely. I, I like it. I, I like, like that top. Yeah, I like the top. Uh, let's have a look. We got on oh, the away kit, looks like the away goalkeeper kit looks like one of our away kits from the last That's quite nice. Years. Well. The black and gold is nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's I, a bit, it's a bit that that one there. It's a, uh, compared to a away kit, it's quite, it won't be far off at the color, it's dark, it? It? That's what yeah. I mean, though. I think if you see the, I think the away kit color in the pictures, I feel like when you see it in person, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I feel like it's one of them. Like you've the... got to see it in person. You're going to understand the color a bit more. It sounds weird to say, but I, think, I can't um, quite grasp the color until I see it. I think when I when I look at the when I look at the black and gold, the only thing I ever wish was you know when we had the centenary year and we had the oh, white. Oh, that was and the gold. best kit ever. I wish we had. I wish we had a black kit though with gold as well. I'm so glad we won some in that year. Yeah, because that kit is always going to go down in history now. The red yeah. kit was nice as well. The red and green kit was nice as well. They were lovely kits, aren't you? Yeah. So lids kit. Yeah, so that's the kits anyway. And obviously they haven't got any teasers for the third kit here. I could get a video up, but I'm not going to. Training well looks alright this over there. Uh should we have flick through? And then um yeah, red. Where's red come from? Uh, that looks quite nice that top actually. It does it does look nice. I just that's nice. That's nice. <laughs> don't get where the red comes from in the theme. Yeah. I like that, that's nice. That is nice, yeah, that is nice. Nice. I've always liked the training where they have. Like, a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah, Joel would have done some good training stuff in all fairness. Yeah. I like it. That's, pink. that's like it's pink that's, coming from. Yeah, yeah, that's nice though. It's nice. Like, yeah, it is nice. Pink, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they've done actually quite well, but they've done quite well there, I think. But I'm still too real for me on the on the uh, on the, the home shirt. Yeah, the home kit's still a bit uh, until I see it in person. Then yeah, yeah, it'll be out. Cool. So that's the kits. So general opinion, I guess, is all right. Uh, maybe we need to see more of them. Well, the home kit, especially in in use, to, to have a final opinion. And the third kit still yet to come. Should well, we we are guessing before West Brom. Um, and to end the podcast, there's a little bit of other news we want to touch on only quickly. Nigel Morris, co-founder of Capital One, has been confirmed as an investor to the club as well. So if you remember going a couple of weeks back before the Andy Coleman, is it Andy Coleman? Uh, I forgot his name now. The guy that's now the yeah. chairman. Yeah. Andy Coleman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before he was announced as the chairman, um, there was rumours of Swans getting bought out, yeah? There's rumours of a takeover, of a, of a selling in the summer. And the rumours all circulated around some guy from Capital One coming in and buying the club. Obviously, it was a bit of Chinese whispers going on, and this is what actually was the case. So this has obviously been confirmed now that um, Nigel Morris, co-founder of Capital One, uh, he's a Welsh businessman, I believe, who has ties to Wales anyway. Um, but yeah, 10 million, I think I read, that he's he's put in. So, I mean, look, that could all be used in one year. So, like, seems like a lot of money. It's not really in the landscape of how much money it costs to run a football club and how much transfer fees cost. But you can't, you know, you've got to be happy with any any investment. I don't know what it means for the setup of the, the directors and what role he's going to have and how much involvement and all that sort of stuff and if there's any future investment that comes from him. But another person on board has put money in. So, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, well, like I said, he's, he's like you know. I think it's only a good thing, like you said, if he's like you've got ties to Wales and that, and obviously, you know, if he's passionate about the sport. It's only a good thing, isn't it? It's somebody who is not, understands the landscape of, uh, no, it's uh, with yeah. the Americans, they just sort of see it as, for me, as business, isn't it? It's business, business. Whereas he knows, you know, obviously, being a British businessman, you know, he underst- understands football and the way that it's run. Possibly, and nobody, no, like you say, you don't want the football to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's a good thing. Hopefully, now we, like you know, we said we don't understand what the expenditure is to run a football club, but hopefully, you know, I mean, you can invest a bit of money and we can know use that to spend on players. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so, all in all, I don't know if you've got any views on it before I round up. No, no, I think it's just all been covered. Just uh, we'll take all we can get at the moment, and I think you're right. I think we need kind of like a. A bit more, if you if you like, a bit more British influence on the the business side of it, just to have a bit more of an understanding. Yeah, so it's a labour that's a British businessman with Welsh heritage. So yeah, whatever that means. Um, a grandmother's dog as well, sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, like you gotta say it's good. I mean, some people say, "Oh, there's too many too many people now like making decisions and stuff, and that going to be bad." But then they put money in, like. You're saying we don't spend money, we don't have enough money. If the if the criticism as well is like the owners are taking money out, like but then someone's coming and putting money in, I don't think they're taking that straight. Like, do you know what I mean? You're not gonna be taking that money straight out. It's going somewhere into the club, isn't it? I, I, I'm not gonna get into that now, but obviously there's there's stuff going on. Hopefully it results in good good results on the pitch anyway. I think they, I think they're trying to manoeuvre, aren't they? They're trying to make it. Like, I think they, I'm, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, like we talked earlier, they're trying to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And they're trying to bring these like people in that they, like, where they can be, you know, they can make it into like, I think, the Americans, don't get me wrong, like, 
they, 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 they don't want to be in the championship. They don't want to be there. Anybody who thinks they want to be there is absolutely deluded. You know what I mean? The money isn't there. It's not in the championship. It's in the Premier League. You know what I mean? Anybody with half a brain cell would know that. But I think that we've, because we've, we've coming out of the Premier League years and obviously the partial payments end and things like that, we had such a bad run where we, we bought bad players and we sold them for next to nothing and we there's big holes that needed filling. I think we probably more on a financial, we really like on a sound step now. Yeah, they've recovered. And move. You know what I mean? Now is the time to move. You don't yeah. want to move too early. Yeah. You want to move in time. Yeah. yeah. It seems to me what they're trying to do as well is make a team of people who have the influence at this at the high up level that are based around the club and at least in the UK. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the issue with the January transfer window and the decision making and that time difference and the ties with the other investments the Americans might have that take away from the time to make the decisions that ultimately didn't get made in January. They've they've got a chairman in now who is gonna be apparently living in Swansea. And yeah. other investors that are more UK based are perhaps have more of an understanding and will have more of an influence and idea of what's going on to maybe steer that ship from more of a closer area, like to closer to the club rather than being overseas, which is what I guess one of the big criticisms has always been. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully that, that results in improvement if that's communication or just the run in, I guess, of the of the club. So only time will tell. I do still miss Trevor Birch, but no, oh, he's a legend. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've got a bone to pick with him, though. I'm not happy with the deal that he done with Sky for the TV deals. He should have picked the zone, but yeah, we've had that could. conversation. Yeah. The zone were going to show all the games, weren't they? And they still went yeah. with Sky. You were going to charge a fortune and not show all the games. So yeah, there but we go. He's probably the most transparent man I've ever met. <laughs> like you know what I mean? he was, he, yeah, he was, he was. Awesome money. You know what I mean? He, he, he knew the insides and. Ins and outs of what was happening at the club, didn't you? At that point yeah. in time, but yeah, well, he went up really quick, didn't he? He went to Spurs and then he was like head of EFL, wasn't he? EFL, so, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what he's now in it. So that's why he's yeah. made this deal, um, yeah. for the for the rights for the TV, anyway. Been a long one, but I think it's fair because we haven't been here for a while, probably had a bit to talk about, and the confirmation happening during the episode can never make that up. How often does something like that happen? We didn't even get something like that on transfer deadline day that time we did a stream. Oh, I know, yeah. Well, that was the January window. Nothing happened. To be fair, to be fair, it's classic songs. There's absolutely no point talking about it. no one's coming in. Last yeah. day, <laughs> nobody's coming in. I think Carl and Grant was close and the, the, the plug got pulled. He's free yeah. now. Oh, they're trying to sell him now. They're trying to get rid of him now. But I tell you what, that'd be a good sign if we get rid of Pirro. Yeah, I don't know about top earner, though. No, not top earner, maybe, but maybe it'd be a good, you know, put some well, stuff up. someone. Knows where the net is. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank you both for coming on. Hopefully, we get to see more of you this season, Nick. Especially if you're going to get yourself to some away games up, uh, up the north. Um, be good to get your, sorry, northeast. Is that what you want to say? Is that what you? No, no, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely come back on lads when, whenever you have me and when I'm, a, I'm a anytime. Girl. We always, we always love to get multiple opinions on you. Um, Especially when we don't agree, is always a good good bit of uh, a discussion then, isn't it? But yeah, cheers, Lee, as always. Um, and next week, maybe we'll try and get some insight into Michael Duff. Otherwise, as always, thank you all for watching. If you're still here, don't forget we are going to announce giveaway in the next video. And um, as always, subscribe, comment down below all your thoughts on 
Michael Duff coming in as Swans manager. You're going to miss Russell Martin, or was it just done now? We've forgotten about him. And what do we need to be successful this season? Look forward to reading them all, and we shall catch you in the next uh, podcast. So see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.